We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is my sister, Erin. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. Yo, yo. What's up? What's going on? Oh, not much. Just a rainy day in Nashville. As it's you nice. Know. It's nice, honestly. Yeah, it's cool. Like, it's a little relief, I think. But rainy days are rainy days. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the weekend. I'm like, I want to be, I want to be out and about. <laughs> but it's just, it's making it difficult. I think that's the title of your post-college, your first post-college year is just out and about. Out and about. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Like if it was a, if it was a movie or like a TV show, like. The first season would be like out and out about. Out and about. Yeah. Yeah. Episode one. Out and about. Yeah. But I think. I think I will still go out and about. I won't let the rain stop me, but... Yeah. You know, after a long week's work, you're just... Yeah, just get a pumpkin spice latte and go right. do something. Yeah. Yeah, just be be a basic bitch. Yes. it's That's the first recipe for the basic <laughs> bitch, is the, the pumpkin the spice pumpkin latte. The pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, been a couple weeks. Um, last episode was with Kyle. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing him later. I was gonna say he's in town. Yeah, he's in town. Kyle's in town, um, so that's exciting. Gonna see Kyle, and uh, yeah, we got a little—not uh, a party, like a get together to go to. One of our, one of our friends that he used to work with, but we actually uh, we won two intramural uh, soccer leagues with this guy. Wow! Yeah, two intramural championships. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. This was post college, like. Uh, it's twenty eighteen. Well, yeah. we're about to do it again. I think I think we got a pretty good chance. We, I think we do too. Yeah, it's a it's a decent team. Yeah, we yeah. are. Uh, for those who care, yeah. on a <laughs> co-ed soccer team now. Yes. And we just annihilated this poor team last week. I yeah, that was that was the worst team I've ever seen. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. But at the end, I just wanted to. I was playing defense, which I don't do, and so I just wanted to make Eric work for it. <laughs> so. He had to make a couple saves. I did. Just a couple. Just a couple. Just at the end, just like, just for good measure. No, but I, I really, I was standing most of the no, game. No, yeah, you I was were. just standing around. You were. Yeah. But, yeah. Anything else you've been up to in the last two weeks? <sighs> Not really. Just soccer and work. Mm-hmm. And um, just waiting for the weather to finally cool off. Yeah. We're, we're close. We're close. It's just teasing us right now. Yeah. Yeah. It is officially 10 days from my birthday. Yeah. So. 23? 22. 23. 23. Yeah. Nice, nice. So we're, we're moving on up. Moving on up. Out and about. <laughs> <laughs> well, for today's episode, um, I guess we should dedicate this to mom, to our mom. We should. Um, so we're going to be talking about Athens, Ohio. Um, she's not from Athens, Ohio, <laughs> but apparently her father was, mm-hmm. who we never got to meet. He died died younger, I guess. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, we're going to talk about a uh, couple things. Um, I guess there's some, a haunted graveyard there. Um, we're going to be talking about the Asane Asylum. And a, Athens is where the, is that where Ohio University is too? Yep. And yeah. Ohio University. Yep. So, uh, and a little bit of the history to start out with, just to give kind of a context of the area. Um, and yeah, we'll jump into it. Love it. Okay. So, 
Just for a little bit of context, Athens is southeast of Columbus. Um, pretty close to the West Virginia border. Um, close to where she grew up. Yeah, yeah, very general area. And, um, you know, it's very, it's, it's an old town. Um, it was, sorry about that. I was blown up the phone. <laughs> A.K.A. his girlfriend. Uh, no, it was <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Hose. Uh, yeah. um, so it was, it's a very old town. Um, that area um, it was known for mining back after the Civil War. So it was a huge coal center. And a lot of the towns around Athens are ghost towns, kind of, because they were just coal towns. Um, and, you know... Industry came in, industry left. Some, you know, some stayed. Apparently, a lot of them are getting like revitalized, and they're like bringing them, bringing them back. Like small businesses moving in, which I think is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. such a cool thing, like to take something that's so old and like it can be cool by keeping like what remains of it, but making it like something that people want to see. Exactly, exactly. And it's and that part of the U.S. is really beautiful. Yeah. Like West Virginia and Southeast Ohio, like it's all really beautiful. Lots of rivers and mountains. Well, uh, me, mom, and dad a few years back went to a town that was like it was like an old mining town in Arizona, and they like made it into this like artsy little town, and like put the shops in like into the like cliff yeah, and like the mountain. Yeah. It was cool. So like, it's definitely something people would want to see, but. Sorry, I had to adjust my mic. You were adjusting. <laughs> I was like that. turning my head too much. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, I mean, yes, that's pretty much what what's what's happening. I was just watching a little short video, and they were talking about that. Um, but so yeah, it's just a little bit of background. Um, Athens is also where the uh, Ohio University is. Um, not Ohio State. Yeah, two, two different things. Two we had those. a we had a fight, about, not a fight, but last night. <laughs> My friends and I, when we were on about, and I thought that I thought that some uh, another football team was playing Ohio State. Turns out it was Ohio, uh, and then so my mom was shit talking. Of course she someone, was. Someone, and it just wasn't even the right school. But <laughs> so yes, Ohio University. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, yeah. So, but, uh, but around seventy coal company towns flourished in the region. So I mean, that's a lot of coal. They said they were producing. Um, I think it was like at turn of the century, it was like 40 to 50 million tons of coal. It's a lot of coal. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, also very close to Point Pleasant where Mothman was sighted. So, Mm -hmm. in general, a bit of a strange area. Um, Ohio also has a lot of uh, Native American mounds from back in in, uh, pre-Columbian. I watched the wildest so. Mothman Point Pleasant documentary. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's like super low budget. Okay. I think it I, was I on Netflix. Okay. And like it was, there was no content to it other than a guy reading stories and just like little animated drawings. And that hmm. was like the documentary. And I was like. No, I don't think I've seen that one. It was basically like just listening to a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, why is this on Netflix? But Huh. Anyway. Interesting. Very, very fun. Interesting, okay. but it was just very weird that it was in, like, video form. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to start out with this place called Sims Cemetery in Athens. Sims Cemetery. Sims Cemetery. 
So it says, one of the cemeteries in Athens, Ohio, is regularly surrounded by ghost stories. It is not new information that Athens has been labeled one of the world's haunted, most, most haunted places. And so this is also why we chose to mm-hmm. do some stuff on Athens. Oh, yeah. The city is home to hundreds of ghosts, and some people believe that every spot in the community must definitely have a ghost. The town of Athens seems to deserve this label from the college campus to the old mental asylum. The story of Sim Cemetery is one of the most popular and well-known stories in the area. So, according to local legend, five cemeteries in the area can be connected with drawing lines in the form of a pentagram on a map. <laughs> of course. So, if you're not familiar with the pentagram, pentagram is most associated with like devil worship and satanic cults. It is very helpful to note for tourist relief that almost any points on a map can be connected in such a way. <laughs> so, eh. take it with a grain of salt. A local man, John Sims, is, is the one that gave the cemetery its name. He was one of the town officials and had a pronounced taste for capital punishment. He was known for sentencing to death by hanging people for most common offenses. He was also well known for the awful prejudices towards freed slaves that were living in the area. In fact, the majority of people hanged by him were African Americans. Hmm. Locals believe that the ghost of John Sims is still wandering the cemetery in his hooded robe, still searching for criminals. Some legends even tell that he's carrying a sickle in his hand and that he chases people who trespass away from the cemetery. Mary Roberts is another ghost figure associated with the cemetery. Allegedly, she was a witch that was buried near the plots of the Sims family and she continues to haunt his family in death to this day. This legend was demonstrated, and it is not true. Taking into account the fact that she was buried along with her daughter and father on a piece of land that was part of her farm outside the cemetery. So, some background. Uh-huh. Uh, sounds like John Sims was a dirtbag and a racist, so that's unfortunate. Um, Another popular story surrounds Sims Cemetery involving the Hanging Tree. This is said to be the spot Gosh. of the infamous John Sims watches victims being condemned to death. The tree still exists in the cemetery, and there are visible spots where the ropes were once hung. It is not a pleasant thing to imagine. Uh, it just talks about people dying. Um, the tree was no longer used after the 1890s. But uh, locals do claim that bodies hanging from the tree can be seen late at night. Oh, my. So that's a bit creepy. That is so creepy. Sims Cemetery in Athens is on private property, and if you want to experience a ghost hunt, you need to ask for the owner permission to visit, even though it's less likely that you'll get permission to enter there at night. So. I don't know. I'm not asking for permission. I'm not sneaking in like you don't, you, don't want, you don't want to start a YouTube ghost hunting channel we could we could we definitely could only or if we, could we can just, make money or we could do it on OnlyFans yeah that's true yeah that's just been that's been a common theme the OnlyFans topic yeah recently OnlyFans yeah definitely yeah but you can like there's a bunch of stuff on there on OnlyFans yeah it's yeah. not only it's not only sex no yeah although it does have a sex 
leaning. Because I was seeing, like, I was seeing, I was looking like at Like, everything's it. a little sexy. Everything's just a little sexy. Like, I was looking the other day, and it was, like, gr- it was, like, girls, like, making recipes, but they were wearing, like, mm. <laughs> like, just a bra. Right. Or, like, they're doing yoga, but, like, the camera is, like, right on their ass, so. Yeah. You know. Well, maybe we could do it, like, topless or something. Yeah, we could. Yeah, like, uh, like, Girls Gone Wild, Ghost Hunting Edition. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a little sexy. A little, little bit. We can just, like, recruit, like, good-looking people. Yeah. To just, like, be in the video. Just pay them, like, 50 bucks. Yeah. 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 An adventure. Yeah. We'll see if people are into this. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, that's, that's about it on the on the cemetery. Um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this thing up. It definitely sounds like a weird place, especially considering all the... All of the uh, basically evil that was committed mm-hmm. on, you know, by John Sims. So, wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I imagine, I imagine a troubled soul. I imagine even if it's not haunted, it's still a very strange place to be. Oof. Gotta stay out of there. <clears throat> What's next? Um, the haunted asylum. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the Athens Asylum for the Insane. So, as of today, or, you know, modern day, this place is called The Ridges, and it's a part of Ohio University. But these buildings were the original lunatic asylum. And it's just a, it's a very weird, like, whoever designed this, like, it's very whimsical, and just kind of, it's kind of trippy, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. There's too many windows... The there's too many um, there's too many lines and too many windows. Mm-hmm. There's it's, a lot going on. Yeah, there's just a lot going on. Um, so the, yeah, this is on uh, Ohio University, part of the university. Um, so this is this insane asylum got its start in 1867 when uh, the Ohio legislature appointed a commission to find a site for an asylum in southeastern Ohio. They chose Athens it was built um, it, it, it's, it's uh, labeled as lavish Victorian architecture so that's, yeah. it, it does it lo- definitely looks like Victorian era um, the building itself is 853 feet long 60 feet wide and built with red bricks um, Cottages were also constructed to house even more patients. There was room to house 572 patients in the main building, um, almost double of what they had originally recommended. Um, eventually, it did become overcrowded, and I think there were like 3,000 people, 2,000, oh 2,000 people for a place that was originally built to only house a little over 500. Crazy. So you can only imagine what that looked like. Um, During its operation, the hospital provided services to a variety of patients, including Civil War veterans, children, the elderly, the homeless, rebellious teenagers, violent criminals, um, diagnosis ranging from severely mental ill, um, oh, sorry, from slight distress to severely mental ill, um, and then a lot of very archaic practices such as hydrotherapy, electroshock, 
uh, psychotropic drugs, um, which I think all of those have, if except maybe exception to some psychotropics, mm-hmm. all of those uh, therapies have known to not actually yeah. work. I'm yeah. almost 100% positive. Hydrotherapy is just basically getting dunked in cold water, like freezing cold water, hoping that your body will like shock. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Same with electroshock therapy. It's but literally what's the goal of electrocution. It? Like, I don't know what. Well, the, what did what did they try to treat with it? I don't know. Okay. Pro- some some mental illness. Oh. Probably like probably something like bipolar uh-huh. or some some one of those. Um, That's crazy. But yeah, I I think the idea there is that you shock the system and it's supposedly supposed to, you know, cure that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so some of the causes listed for admission. Oh, this is the most wild. This is stuff. yeah. This is crazy stuff. So epilepsy, which is like a. It's seizures. Seizures. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like a seizure disorder. Mm-hmm. Menopause. Alcohol addiction, and tuberculosis. Like. I don't understand. Like, so tuberculosis is a disease. Right. Uh, menopause is a natural hormonal <laughs> adjustment in women when they get older. Uh, natural, completely mm-hmm. natural. Um, epilepsy too. Yeah. Like medical. Yeah. Um, general ill health also accounted for many admissions. Um, mm-hmm. For female patients hospitalized during the first three years of the asylum's operation, the three leading causes of insanity are recorded as pupural condition, Mm -hmm. which is relating to childbirth, change of life, and menstrual derangement. Which I just got to know what that is. Yeah, I I imagine it is the mood swings of when a woman gets her period. Oh, just like oh, just like how deranged. Yeah, just, you would be. I mean, I mean. Again, something natural. Natural. Yeah. I've never experienced a period, but I, I've heard they're very painful. <laughs> <laughs> so you can only imagine, especially back then, there right. was no right. way, no to, way to help them. You couldn't take birth control, you know, or you couldn't. There was or no like birth hormone control. Things, nothing. Yeah. So it was just like, I mean, that had to be horrible. Yeah, so for sure, I I think about that a lot, actually, like. Whenever that time comes around, I'm like, how do people do this, like, without products and medicines and, like, because it's terrible for people. I just can't even believe it. It would probably make me go insane. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, you can start to see how a place like this could be haunted Mm -hmm. because people are coming in with lot of energy, mm-hmm. probably most of it negative yeah. because their lives were so shitty back mm-hmm. then. So a lot of negative energy coming in and I'm assuming this place was just a fucking disaster. Uh, yeah. Like it was just screams understaffed. and understaffed and people upset and angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Crazy. Um, let's see, where were we? According to an 18... Yeah, yeah. So, according to an 1876 report, the leading cause of insanity amongst male patients was masturbation. Which... <laughs> what? I guess I would classify myself as insane. Yeah, I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> Literally everybody like, that... Yeah, that's craziness. Wow. What? So, if you get caught masturbating... You're you, insane. You're put in an insane asylum. Uh-huh. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny that like, man, yeah, that is it's funny how that's listed, but like you know like men were just going around uh-huh. And just going to the whorehouses yeah. and just yeah. But the minute but you, you do it to yourself. Yeah, couldn't masturbate. Insane. Crazy. The second most cause of ins- the second most common cause of insanity was listed as intemperance, which they said is alcohol. Depending on their condition, a, pa- a patient's treatment could range from full care to amazing freedom. So, not sure what that means, but um, apparently this uh, asylum was known for its practice of a lobotomy. Oh, my God. That's so, why it's haunted. Yeah, so a lobotomy is it's a, some operation where they go through, like, your eye. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's freaky. Yeah, I'll look it up here. I thought second. it was when they cut your head open. Um, it, it is it is some operation on the head. So, a lobotomy is a form of neurosurgical treatment for psychiatric disorders or neurological disorders that involves sever, uh, severing connections in the brain's prefrontal cortex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To, like, with the goal of, like, stopping certain emotions yeah, and stop, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so. But it is on, it's obviously on the head, prefrontal cortex, so. Yeah. Let's see here. Over the years, uh, yeah, different buildings were added, um, additional wards. Uh, by the 1950s, the hospital was using 78 buildings and treating 1,800 patients. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the 1960s, um, it covered uh, 660,000 square feet. Its population peaked at nearly 2,000 patients, over three times its capacity. Um, the number of patients would begin to decline over the next several decades because of the deinstitutionalization, um, and I guess they figured out that this wasn't actually working. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it took them a hundred years. Right. So naturally, the buildings were abandoned one by one. Um, there were three graveyards um, that you know people would die there and they just bury them on the premises. Um, until 1943, the burials were headed only by stones with numbers, with the names of the dead only to be recorded. So they didn't even put the names of the people on the grave. Right. Um, in 1972, the last patients were buried in the asylum cemetery, and the cemeteries are maintained by the Ohio Department of Mental Health as of today. Oh, wow. Um. So this is an interesting point. So mm-hmm. in 1977, Athens Asylum made news when it housed multiple personality rapist Billy Milligan. So I don't know if I don't know that you've have you heard of Billy Milligan? No, but I just looked him up. Yeah. I recognize him because I've seen the. Yeah. I guess there's a documentary on him. There or something. is, yeah, and there's a whole. There were, I think there were two or three books written about okay, all yeah. of his personality. No, I've never. Yeah, so never this, heard of him. this guy had. Um, he had something like. Well, this says 14. I've heard, like, somewhere around 16. He had all these different personalities that actually presented themselves in recorded, oh, wow. like, interviews. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, he was diagnosed with uh, uh, multiple personality disorder. Um, he was the first person diagnosed with multiple personality disorder to raise such a defense and the first acquitted of a major crime for this reason. So basically what happened is his personality, his reported multiple personalities 
had such a big impact on him that he was acquitted of some of his crimes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Milligan was then sent to a series of state-run mental hospitals, including Athens. Milligan reported having 10 different personalities. Later, 14 more personalities were discovered. After a decade, Milligan was discharged. He died in uh, 2014 of cancer. So, this is so wild. So, he had all these personalities. This is so not related to the insane asylum. Or no, but, I mean, he was there. But, like... Obviously, that is a is gonna catch people's attention. But so he was the first one to have mental health issues be the reason he was acquitted. Is that what it means? I don't know that he was the first, oh, okay. but well, in this article, it does say he was the first person diagnosed with multiple personality disorder. So to maybe ra- specifically multiple personalities. Yeah, to raise such a defense and the first acquitted of a major crime. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So he went to all these mental hospitals, including this one. Yeah. And then, so he he was like let out back into the world. No, no, no. Oh. He he wasn't. He he was discharged. Well, he, yeah, I guess, I guess. It's after he was discharged. Yeah. So he did. He wow. died of cancer in 2014. So. That's crazy. I have never. Yeah. Never really heard of him, but. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> It eventually closed um, in 1988. The facilities and grounds, excluding the cemeteries, um, were deeded from the Department of Mental Health to Ohio University. Um, the name of the property was changed to the Ridges. And in 2001, renovation work was completed on the main building, known as Lynn Hall. Today, it houses music, geology, biotech, storage facilities, and the Kennedy Museum of Art. Over the years, other hospital buildings were modeled and used by the university, although many still sit abandoned. So, wow. I don't know why they would take a mental asylum. Yeah. Uh, that seems a bit sketchy, uh, but you know, maybe, they were, maybe they were hurting for space. I don't know. It's, I would never do that. <laughs> That's, yeah. But I guess if something's given to you, I mean, you kind of just got to go with it. Right. So one of the most famous ghosts is that of Margaret Schilling, who left her body print upon the hospital floor. Her spirit is said to have appeared staring down from the window of the room where her body was found, has been seen attempting to escape, and has been known to wander various parts of the building at night. Some say that she doesn't wander alone. Other former patients are also said to remain in residence, with reports from visitors seeing strange figures standing in empty wings of the hospital, hearing disembodied voices, squeaking gurneys, strange lights, screams echoing through the halls. More frightening are rumors of spirits of patients who remain shackled in the basement. Many spirits are thought to be those who died or suffered at the hands of the staff of the asylum. The cemetery is said to be haunted by shadowy people and strange lights. In one area, the grave's linear shapes form a circle, which is said to be the witch's meeting point. So. Well, if there's abandoned buildings, they're, they're going to be haunted. Yeah, oh, for sure. So. I mean, I mean, look, we just talked about, just talked about all the negativity. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, 
too much negativity um all all of these mental asylums that yeah. i've heard of are haunted mm-hmm. like there's countless stories of countless mental asylums being haunted purely because of all the negativity like first off back in the day people were sent there just because like they were masturbating or just because they were having uh, menstrual mm-hmm. whatever like they were because women were on their period mm-hmm. um so it was insane reasons and you know the people working at these places especially this one like i mean who wants that job right honestly right like who, was- who wants to, who wants to deal with ment- like mental patients all day mm-hmm. so i mean i have no doubt that this place is haunted no no doubt at all um okay wow you want to do the forbidden dormitory sure okay all right shout out to mysterious universe <laughs> yeah seriously um, <laughs> so yeah located in athens ohio uh ohio university established in 1804 first opened to students in 1809 has a long history it's the oldest university in ohio and eighth oldest in the country. Um, Numerous locations on campus are said to harbor ghosts, such as Jefferson Hall, Washington Hall, Bush Hall, Shively Hall, Perkins Hall, Voight Hall, Crawford Hall. There's a lot of halls. A lot of halls. (laughs) A lot of some, some Greek life in there, but the building that was once the mental asylum, as we were just talking about, now, a group of buildings called the Ridges. So, it was on the TV show The Scariest Places on Earth. Oh yeah, which I remember that. Yeah, show. yeah, definitely. Um, but standing high amongst all the buildings is the dormitory called Wilson Hall. In particular, one of its rooms. Here, one will find a locked door, entry barred, and the place sealed off, forbidden, because this room just happens to be one of the most evil haunted locations. Wilson Hall itself, named in honor of the late faculty member Hiram Roy Wilson, is actually a rather new building. Built in 1965 and not nearly as old as much of the campus around it, it's managed to attract quite the reputation as it's incredibly haunted with stories of urban legends congregating around it over the years. One of the most popular is that the hall was built on, here we go, a giant pentagram. There you go that can be drawn between five surrounding cemeteries on a map. And it supposedly sits right in the middle of this shape. There are also the typical spooky tales of satanic worship carried out in there, um, or that witches would perform dark rituals in the cemeteries. It's also been found that the hall was actually built over the site of an early cemetery for the Athens Mental Institute. Nice. there's also a rumor that there's an ancient Indian burial ground nearby, because why not, they there said. There probably is. There probably <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, for sure. Um, in, 19, in the 1970s, a student died, and according to this story, a female student lived in room 428, but that one day her behavior started to get very odd, and she supposedly became very withdrawn and became obsessively studying the what the occult the occult yes um becoming so absorbed that it affected her school and social life these stories vary on exactly what happened but some say that she performed arcane rituals in the room or spoke to the dead and even specifically the devil there 
while others say she would do astral projection. Yeah. Do you yes. want to explain? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so the occult in in general is the summoning of spirits or some ancient rituals to you know gain dominion over some entities. Mm-hmm. Famous, uh, famous occultist Aleister Crowley. Oh, okay. So okay. I know I think I know, I yeah. know you've heard that name. Yeah. So Aleister Crowley is famous occultist. So that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so astral projection is when you project your body. Sorry basically project your spirit out of your body and you're able to travel but your body stays put Got so it. like if you were to lay if i were to lie down in bed and astral project i would to you i would just be sleeping mm-hmm. but to me i would be traveling around yeah just scaring the shit out of people just yeah just taking taking stuff in <laughs> okay so where was i oh yeah um so some some of these stories say she was fully possessed by these malevolent forces and she would speak in tongues um they all all the stories agree on one thing even if they're sort of different but that she died in the room after losing her mind and she either cut her wrist or she jumped from the window Damn. it's also agreed that uh whatever truth the stories actually hold that this room is definitely haunted um after her death it seems that everyone who lived in the room or even stepped foot in there, experienced something out of the ordinary. Um, some have reported that there are many anomalous noises, mm. such as disembodied voices, footsteps when no one's there, heavy breathing, whispering, you know, all the things. Um, often the voices heard were described as being very malicious, telling people to get out or they'll die. More sinister reports are that demonic faces would appear in the reflective surfaces or even within the woodwork, only to vanish again. Blood would sometimes drip from the ceiling or walls. Poltergeist activities also very intense here with objects thrown across the room with great force um, from hands unseen that would poke and prod. And of course, there have been many reports of seeing this girl herself lurking in the shadows. it's also that been reported that the room just in general holds a potent feeling of despair and dread and that people will panic and like just sprint out of the room and just can't do it. For years, these reports came in from residents and visitors and it got so bad that the university actually closed the room, not allowing anyone to live there or even walk in there. So they sealed it shut and yeah, no one, no one's there anymore. Damn. Yep. If they're willing to seal off the room, mm-hmm. then like something must. Like there were yeah. so many people who said things that it's yeah. like there's. there's <clears throat> Colleges here. don't just do shit, you know. I think the girl dying because. is like, that's that's probably why. Like, yeah, she died, but yeah. the fact that it was built like where it was built, for and, sure, like, on a cemetery. It's never just one thing. Yeah, like that's probably <clears throat> why she's like hanging around, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure everything that happened there was not true. Right. Um. A lot of kids, though, like, when they get to college, they like to, like, get into, like, fringe topics. Uh-huh. You know, um, don't do that. Yeah. Especially don't. Yeah. You know, don't don't dabble in the occult. Don't do, don't, especially don't do Ouija boards. Yeah. That shit is bad, and it brings, it. it's a gateway for things to come in, like, these, whatever you want to call them, ghosts, entities, whatever, they 
they i i believe this they uh, they are not allowed to come into our uh, whatever you call it, call it dimension, mm-hmm. our realm. Like they have to be invited or welcomed in. Mm-hmm. Like they can't just show up. And that's like what these people are doing. Exactly. That's yeah. what they're doing. They're opening some sort of yeah. communication to where these entities are allowed in. Yeah. Yeah. So. Crazy. Yeah. That sounds um, that sounds good. I'm glad I didn't go there. Yeah. 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 That's a. Uh, it's wild. But there's a, in this mysterious universe, there's a, like a snippet from a student. Yeah. And he's just like, that he hasn't experienced anything, but his, his friends have heard things and, but like he lives on the fourth floor and like hasn't experienced anything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get, he said, I guess it just all depends, but that they like to embrace their haunted past and not be afraid of it. And I, and I like that. I appreciate Me too. that. Um, I think, I think that's good. I don't think you should... Yeah, I don't think you should, like, shame something just because it's bad or haunted. It's just a lot of history. It's just a lot of history, and especially with, you know, the occult and stuff like that, you have to know what... Mm-hmm. You just have to know what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, and if she was actually doing that, then, well... Student was totally a girl, too. You said My a, bad. You said he. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the way it was written, I was like, that's just a dude talking, but it, it was a girl. But, yeah... They're not scared of it. They embrace it, which I like. Yeah. Um, real fast, I wanted to mm-hmm. uh, see if I could find anything on Billy Milligan. Um, I was trying to find out how many personalities. I know. I was. Uh... So it says it says reported having he reported having ten different personalities. These 10 were the only ones known to psychologists. It says, later on, an additional 14 personalities labeled as the undesirables were discovered. Among the first 10 were Arthur, a prim and proper Englishman who was an expert in science medicine, Alan, a manipulator, Tommy, an escape artist and technophile, mm-hmm. um, wow, this guy's name, uh, Rogan, Vadaskovinich, mm-hmm. a Yugoslav communist who Milligan claimed had committed the robberies in a Robin Hood spirit. Wow. Adelana, uh-huh. a 19-year-old lesbian who cooked for all the personalities and craved affection. Who, this personality allegedly created the, or sorry, committed the rapes. The girl? Oh, she was lesbian. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Milligan received treatment from a psychiatrist who diagnosed the 14 personalities. In 1986, Milligan had escaped the mental facility where he had been committed. During this time, he went as an alias, Christopher Carr, and might have been guilty of abducting his roommate and killing him. Wow. One of two murders which Milligan is suspected. Um, yeah. In- it also says that they attributed his personality disorders to being aggressively physically and sexually abused as, as a, a child, child. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. um all the family members it, by his stepdad and all the family members like a- attested to it and said yes like that was a thing but 
From what I know about personality, like just what I've heard about, that's normally what it spurs from is like some type of sexual abuse as a child. That's because usually the to, case. Like, yep. You build these personalities to protect to, against. Yeah, to get rid of yeah. being in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. That's wild though. I'm upset I've never seen this docu docu series on Netflix. Like, what have I been doing? The Billy Milligan one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this article. Yeah. Apparently the book is year. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, apparently the, um, I bet the, the the public defenders who got this case were like, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, that's, it's <laughs> called The Crowded Room. The book? No, that's the name of... Oh. Oh. It's an episode television series. The Minds of Billy Milligan is a book. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The 24 Faces of Billy Milligan. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he escaped and then killed yeah, the roommate. Yeah, it's a wild... Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy. Well, um, well, I'll have to, we'll have to watch that. Yeah, uh, talking series. Well, okay. Good, uh, good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good topics. Um, yeah, it's really good. Love a good like, old Ohio. Yeah. Scary <laughs> <O-H>. story. Ohio. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's um, you know, Athens is kind of in that weird spot. Like, yeah. It's Point Pleasant's got a lot of weirdness. Um, I mean, West, Vir- West Virginia is an odd state. Let's be honest. It's kind of in that. It's kind of in that limbo. Like Virginia, you have Virginia, and then you got Pennsylvania, and West Virginia is just kind of. It's kind of nestled in there. I don't even know what goes on in West Virginia. I was talking to one of my friends who was, um, like performing, in West Virginia, in some like random ass town, and he was like. I can't even describe it to you. Like, it was just so, <laughs> yeah. so odd. Yeah. And just like, and that's what I, like, I have never even, I don't even know what I don't know about West Virginia. But. Yeah. I bet it's creepy. Yeah, I bet it is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, lots of woods, lots mm-hmm. of mountains, lots of water, lots of rivers. Yeah. So. A, lot of, a lot of space to just. A lot of space. Not be bothered. Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. Um, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts at the World We Live In Podcast. Uh, find us on Google uh, Podcasts at the World We Live In Podcast. Um, find us on Spotify as well. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at World We Live Pod. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at the World We Live In Podcast. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, rate and review. Um, if you feel so inclined, we would much appreciate it. Aaron, any last thoughts? Um, no. Second the rate and review. Yes. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go and drive back to where I live and see more hitchhikers on the way home. Oh, man. I saw some. It's getting bad. It's getting bad. I was like, it is simply pouring down rain. And this man's just walking on the side of the road like he's not going to get hit by a semi-truck. There's a woman that stands <laughs> in, on this intersection, uh-huh. just probably I don't know, not even half a mile from where we are. She is literally there all day, mm-hmm. L- all day, mm-hmm. and it's been, mind you, it's been like 98, 99 during the summer, and this woman just stands there yep. all day. That's like by where I work, the exit. There's a homeless man, always there, and then yesterday he wasn't there, and I'm like. Well, oh no! It's so strange. It is so strange. It's so weird. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I mean, but it is like yeah. all day. She's there all day. Yeah. I'm like, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs>
hustle. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> what are okay. you on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, cool. Well, thank you guys for listening again. Um, stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you next time.